What's up guys? So I went on my Instagram earlier today and I asked you guys what questions you guys have about fitness and nutrition or working out or whatever it may be. And um, just because I want to help provide as much content as available for you guys and just um, help answer any questions that you guys might have. I know that like the fitness industry is just like uh, he said, she said kind of thing. And since there's so many different things that work for, you know, Susie down the street or Bill up the road, it's just kind of like people kind of want to know what is best because everybody is just so different. So um, just keep that in mind. Like um, I'm going to give the best general advice that I can give you, but just know that like your body is always specific to you and there's stuff that's going to work for me that isn't going to be the best for you. And so just know that like in, uh, everybody has a certain season that they're in and the season of life that I'm in is intuitive eating. I don't track anymore and that's just not how I you know, live my life now, but I fully support someone who wants to track everything because I know that some people need that, some people don't. But um, yeah, I'm excited to answer these questions for you guys. First one I got was how can I maintain uh, my weight loss? So this one is big because people are, you know, successful at losing weight and it's like, and then they gain it back and it's like we always have to go back on a diet it seems like. Especially since I have worked in um, gyms that do, you know, challenges for weight loss. It's like we get all these people to look super bomb and then within three months they find themselves having gained either all of the weight back or a good amount of the weight back or it's just like they just don't understand how to maintain the weight that they lost. So the biggest thing is, is that people see that dieting and they see it as dieting and not dieting basically. So they'll join like a challenge and you know on our challenge when I looked at the meal plan so I was really happy with hardcore fitness and like the meal plan that they provide during the challenge because it actually is a very healthy meal plan and looking at it my diet my nutrition off of the challenge didn't look that much different and that's how I knew this was a good plan and so that is something to look at if you look at your daily nutrition if it is 100% polar opposite than what it is that like um, you know a typical healthy meal plan provides as long as it's giving you an adequate amount of calories then you might want to look at your overall nutrition and adjusting that accordingly because it is just I think the American way um, to diet really hard and then just go back to eating cake for breakfast and then diet really hard and then just go back to it so it's like we are always in search of that balance and that is like my biggest passion is getting people to be able to have their cake and eat it too and um, you know to still work on getting those fitness goals and still lean out but never feel deprived and so I think the biggest thing is just looking at your overall nutrition. Like you should be eating well-balanced food throughout through your entire life. It's not just a, a temporary thing. If it's a, it's a temporary thing, if you want a temporary body, if you want to maintain it, you have to maintain that, you know, that good nutrition. And so, um, you know, thinking about, it's like the 80-20 rule. A lot of people say, you know, 80% of what you consume should be good. 20% should be, you know, the stuff that you enjoy, whether it's like burger or pizza or beer or whatever it may be, whatever like your drug of choice is. Um, so look at your percentage. Um, you know, a lot of times what I tell people is to spend a week calculating what they eat. So a lot of times people just don't even realize how much they're consuming. And, um, you know, I see that a lot with clients is I'll have them food journal and they'll think that, you know, they're not eating very much. And then they're easily at, you know, 2,500 calories and they don't even understand like how they were eating that much. And it's just mindless eating and, you know, a lot of hidden calories and stuff like that. So really look at your nutrition. That is where the basis of it is. And um, off of that, 
Another big thing is that when people go on these diets is they usually cut their calories too much and they just, whoever made up this 1200 calorie number, I just wish that I could strangle them because that seems to be the number that everyone's like, oh, if I wanna lose weight, I'm just gonna eat 1200 calories. And basically what we have is we have our, our BMR, which is our basal metabolic rate. That is how many calories you burn just living life, not doing anything. You could lay in bed all day and that's how much you burn. So the goal is to get your BMR high as possible. So what people don't understand is that our metabolism is something that we actually can control and adjust. So people will say like, oh, I'm just born with a bad metabolism. No, like genetically speaking, there are people who are prone to burn more and there are people who are, you know, it's just, it depends on your body type but you can actually increase your metabolic rate over time. And that is through increasing your calories over time. And when you slowly increase them, yes, you will gain a little bit of fat, um, you know, but it will be pretty minimal if done correctly. But then what happens is when you slowly raise your caloric intake, you are raising your BMR because your body is amazing, fascinating machine. And it literally adjusts to whatever it is that you're doing. So if it sees, okay, Bliss is now eating 1800 calories a day, it's going to slowly adjust to burn that. And then four weeks later when I up it and I'm doing 2000 calories a day, it's slowly going to adjust to burn that. And so that's what you need to focus on is find a good coach who's knowledgeable in how to increase your metabolic rate so they can get you to increase it. That way when you go to lean out, diet, cut, whatever it is that you wanna call it, you don't have to go to this drastic number of 1200 calories you can cut down 300 calories, but now your BMR is at 2,300 calories. So in order to lose weight, you're still eating 2,000 calories a day. Okay, and that is how people maintain weight loss is because 2,000 calories a day is very maintainable. You will not be very uncomfortable dieting at that caloric intake. Whereas if you cut down to 1,200 calories, you're gonna be very hungry. That adds up super fast. So just keep that in mind, find someone who's very knowledgeable in how the metabolism works, how to raise your BMR, and who understands the science of all of that. Don't just hire, there's a lot of, unfortunately, a bad coaches who will just give you a cookie cutter meal plan that's 1200 calories because they just don't understand how um, you know macros work and how the metabolism works and stuff like that. So think about that, find someone knowledgeable, get them to raise your BMR, and that will definitely help you um, you know, maintain weight loss, fat loss for life. Uh, next question I got was how, or do you count macros and do you like it? So I counted macros for a long time. Um, I truly feel like it is one of the best ways to lead into intuitive eating, which is what I do now. So I intuitively eat. I don't eat, um, you know, I just eat to satisfy. So what's great is since I counted macros for so long, I have a really good idea of when I look at something, I can pretty much give a good guesstimate of how many carbs, fat, and protein, which is what macros are, carbs, fat, and protein, is in that meal, okay? And that is the source of like all the energy that we consume. And with that being said, you know, carbs and protein are four calories and for every, for every gram, and fat is nine calories for every gram. And so with that, I can also assume how many calories are going to be in a meal which is super important to do. And so since I did that for so long, I just kind of know what my body functions well on. And I also am not naive when I go to eat out or to eat something and I understand, okay, this is very calorie dense. This is, you know, not whatever it may be. And so just think about that. Um, I love macros and I love counting 
but I'm just not in that season anymore because it is a lot of work. You have to measure everything, and at first it's super annoying. I'm actually back to doing it right now because I am doing the, the challenge, the 60 day challenge with my team, and because I just wanna be in this with them, um, so I'm back in the game. And I will tell you, the first few days that I was doing it, I hated it. I was like, wow, I'm so glad I don't do this anymore because it is monotonous and annoying. But I will say, it's been five days now and I'm already back to, it's just, I've adjusted to it. You really adjust to everything that you do. And so um, now I very mindlessly go to MyFitnessPal, I log in when I eat, and I, it just helps me stay on track. So if you're somebody who can keep track, um, or at least just force yourself to do it temporarily, just to kind of understand um, more about you know what food, the nutrition value in, in food, um, I highly suggest it. So I loved it, did it for a long time, I've weaned out of it, and it is great um, just to understand what food is and what is in food. So uh, the next question I got was, how can I lose weight if I can't work out for very long? So what a lot of people probably don't know is that I do not work out a lot. Um, I used to work out a ton and uh, two to three hours a day, six to seven days a week. I was like team no rest and just was like balls out in the gym like oh like we just have to just work out all the time and that's what makes you know that's what will get me this physique or whatever it may be. And um, as fun as that was uh, my body wore down and it's just not something that is like uh, maintainable for a long period of time. And um, what I also noticed was that I had a lot more injuries back then. And so my workouts now are usually 40 minutes long. 40 minutes, that is it. So it, it goes to show, I just, I'm just very busy. And yes, I could make more time to work out, but I, I really just don't need to right now. I'm not competing for anything. There's not anything that I'm working for. I'm really just maintaining and just you know, uh, focusing on little things that I want to correct in my physique or make better. Um, but I work out just to, for the overall fitness part. So 40 minutes a day and it is high intensity. And with that, like since I only have a short amount of time, it really makes me more intentional with, you know, my workouts. So, um, I don't really have time to kind of just toy around and do whatever. I have a specific amount of time that I really have to get in, get it done. And so I suggest full body movements. Full body is honestly my favorite because the exhaustion comes really quick. You're working a ton of muscle groups at one time, so you're getting the max amount of calorie burn. So stuff that you could do um, is like thrusters, which with dumbbells or barbells, like that's a dumbbell squat up into a press. Um, dumbbell cleans, that's a squat into a curl. You could do a lunge into a raise. You could do um, burpees, and you could run 400 meters, and then do drop down and do as many push-ups as you can in one minute. Just stuff like that. Like um, there's so many fun workouts online and you know, um, my conditioning program that I have here at Hardcore Fitness is tailored around that. It is, the workouts are about 40 minutes long and it is high intensity and these, um, everyone who signed up, all my girls who signed up this month are just like going. And, um, but yeah, it's just, that is the best way to do it, I feel, because it's short and sweet. You're not here a long time. We're all busy. We all got better things to be doing. We got families and just stuff that we want to focus on. So, um, yeah, I, just, I don't have a lot of time either. So just think about, you don't have to have a lot of time. You don't even have to have equipment. There's just so many different things that you can be doing um, just with your own body. And that's what's funny is a lot of people find that the hardest exercises to do are body weight. For me, one of the hardest exercises to do is push-ups. I struggle so hard with push-ups. So 
here is a workout right here. Set a timer, you have five rounds. And you will set the timer for one minute, do as many push-ups as you can, take one minute of rest. And then do it again. As many push-ups as you can in one minute, take one minute of rest. And you will find by that fifth minute, your upper body will be toast. And that was five minutes. You could do that before you go to bed if you haven't done anything for the day. Um, sometimes I do stuff like that if I didn't get a chance to work out just so I feel better but getting some kind of movement. But then you're, you will literally wake up and your chest will be sore. You know, and people come in, they try to do like a two hour chest workout. So just think about like efficiency. What can you do the max amount of reps in like the least amount of time to get the best? And uh, next work I had was um, best exercises for bad knees. I have terrible knees. I'm actually supposed to have knee, sur knee surgery in both of my knees. Or at least that was what a doctor told me when I was like 21, 22, something like that. Um, that is, I was genetically born with crappy knees. My mom had both of her knees, uh, surgery on both her knees. Basically, I ran, I was a runner back when I was like crazy skinny. I would just run all of the time, um, mainly due to I would eat something and be scared I was going to get fat, so I would go run. But not, that's not what I'm talking about right now. Um, <laughs> I get distracted easily. But basically, I was running on the outside of my feet. And so instead of running here, I was running like this. I wore down the tendons on the outside of my knees. So running is really not my thing. It puts a lot of stress on my knee. Any high impact exercises. So um, if I go to do a box jump, I have to do a box, a height that I can land softly on. Um, I can't hop off of anything. If I just hop off the box once, my knees are shot and they'll ache for two days. So I totally understand bad knees. And I promise you, there are so many things that you can do for bad knees. Kettlebell swings. That is a great posterior chain exercise. And also, it will get your heart rate up so quickly. So, because you're hip hinging and you're driving your hips through, so you're working your hamstrings, your glutes, your lower back, and then your heart rate is shooting up. So, that is uh, definitely one of my favorites. Um, any really glute exercises that are gonna be done with a band or on the ground, you have glute bridges and hip thrusts and single leg bridges and um, donkey kicks and rainbows. Um, I have a video posted up on my Instagram's um, IGTV of a bunch of glute exercises that all of them are low impact on me. Um, ones that you're gonna wanna stay away from are usually like forward lunges, um, squats for some people that can put a lot of stress on their knee, anything high impact. Um, step ups for some people can put a lot of stress in their knee. Those personally don't bother me. Um, so another one I really like to do is think about cardio. Like so, um, what she was meaning in that question was how can I like lean out my legs? So you have the assault bike, you have the rower, you have a stationary bike. Do intervals on those because that high intensity cardio and pumping your legs on those machines is going to lean out those legs, and they're all low intensity. Um, so think about like the low intensity options and um, there's just so many like floor movements that you can do for your legs that put uh, um, not a lot of pressure in your knees at all. And then the final question I got is, this is a crazy question and whoever, and I know who asked this and I think that she's so silly for asking this. She said, how old is too old to train? Which is the silliest question ever. There is no age. Um, there are, um, that is something that I have especially learned becoming a trainer because there are 50 and 60 year old people who are way more fit than I am. And I'm just like, wow. And a lot of them, what it's cool to find out is you see these people who are older and they're in phenomenal shape. And we always come to the assumption that they've always been that way. And what's really cool is they haven't. Um, like my best friend, Omar, 
He is like the most intense guy you will ever meet in the gym and he's just an animal and he like intimidates people. He's just so crazy in the gym. Um, he was like 150 pounds heavier than he is now just two years ago. Um, so there, there's no age. Um, you, I read a story about a guy, it was, he was like in his 80s and he got into running in his 80s, which I don't suggest for everybody. Running's actually pretty hard on the body. But he went to, on to run like a marathon when he was like 90 years old and he had never run a marathon before. And I just thought that was so gnarly and super inspiring. So like there is no age because age really is just a number. And the more physical activity that you do, as long as you're doing it safely and correctly, really that's what keeps you young. And um, that is, you know, that's going to help make you a better parent, give you more energy for your kids, run around and do things with them. And um, that's what's going to get you moving well when you're older. So our bodies really start to slow down and ache and shut down. And usually it's because those people weren't moving. They're they're very stationary. They've sat at their job for the last like 20 years and they haven't been moving. And that's when their body really starts to take a toll on them. But you got these people who are in the gym consistently and they're working on bettering their fitness. They're moving well when they're 60 plus years old because they've developed their body into a moving machine. And so there's, it's never too late to start. Um, trust me, I have learned that as a trainer, like most people who seem to be starting is those people who are in their late forties, they're realizing their body is starting to really start to ache and they're like, I need to do something about this or they really need to get this weight off or whatever it is. And so please know, no matter what age you are, it's never too late to start start today, because a year from now, you will be so stoked that you did. Uh, so those are the questions that I got. I'm super grateful for you guys um, sending those in to me. You guys are awesome. Um, feel free to send me in more questions, and I will be doing a Q&A for you guys again soon. Um, if you guys are looking to get in the gym with me, um, shoot me a direct message on Instagram, and I will get back to you about training styles. It's going to be best for your goals. And then don't forget, I also have my ebook out, my booty building ebook that is out for $19.99, which I'm so stoked for all of you girls who are doing it right now. Um, you guys keep sending me um, your workouts and how well you're doing, and it just gets me so stoked for you guys. So keep up the hard work. You guys are all killing it. Stay gnarly.